1: Well, hello everyone and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, the program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions. I've been on with Voice America twenty one years. I've been on many other networks and um, from broadcast to internet and now podcasts, but this is definitely one of my all-time favorites. And it's wonderful because Voice America really has a mission for for bringing quality programming to their listeners. So there's many great shows out there on Voice America. And today I have a wonderful guest. I had her on the show a few years ago. Her name is Jill Ferguson. And she's really talking today about, you know, how do we get what we want? How do you position yourself for success? She's an award-winning writer and author of 14 published books under her own name and a half a dozen books that she ghost wrote for other people. She's a serial entrepreneur, she's a writing and business coach, and she's the founder of the Women's Wellness Weekends and creating the freelance career. She also does a lot of ongoing consulting and writing for all kinds of nonprofit and profit businesses of all sizes. And she really works with clients to help them understand their motivations, overcome their limitations, expand their networks, and position themselves for success in everything that they do. Today, she's going to talk about things that hold us back, women in particular, from really getting what we want. And again, um, she's written several books, including 2020, A Salary Cinderella Story, or How to Make More Money Without a Fairy Godmother, and last year's book, A Single Cinderella Story, or How to Find Love Without Losing Yourself, and then Increasing Your Income, Seven Rules for Women Who Want to Make More Money at Work, all things that I think we can all use. Welcome, Jill. Jill. Thank you, thank you so much for having me back on your show. I mean, these are appreciated. Great- the titles alone, right? I mean, I could ask you just <laughs> to do a whole show on each title, you know, like um, how to make more money without a fairy godmother or how to find love without losing yourselves, which a lot of us <laughs> and a lot of us need. So, you yeah. know I guess, I guess, I guess the question is, how did you? Before I even ask you, you the regular questions. How did you come up with all this? Was it from your own experience? Was it from your own frustration? Was it from just you know seeing things in the world and saying there's got to be a better way? How did you, how did you come up with it? Um, some of it
2: appeared after working with clients and just seeing very common, um, let's, say, let's call them challenges between people. Um, and looking for ways that I could provide solutions, e- easy solutions for people. Um, I wrote a little ebook, uh, maybe in 2017 or 18 called, um, bigger than the mountains, um, ways to reach business success or so the subtitle of it's kind of, uh, it's not coming to me at the moment, but, um, it is on Amazon for like $2 and 99 cents. If you want to check Ooh. it out, but, but in that book I had, or the ebooklet, I think it's 17 or 20 pages, um, I covered the, the obstacles that I saw most frequently with my clients, whether those were business clients or whether they were individuals, um, and so that's kind of how that book came about, and then some of the same kinds of things I'm still seeing for people, um, and then there's, there's things that are very unique to women. Um, mm. I, I wish they weren't. But they, they are. (laughs) And Mm. like imposter syndrome. I have yet to meet very many men that ever get imposter syndrome, but women seem to get it fairly frequently. Um, so I, so, so I, you know, gear the books towards women because I think women need them. Um, the coaching too. A lot of my coaching is geared towards women. And then I also collaborate with a lot of women who do work to empower and support other women. So that's kind of how all of that came to be.
1: Yeah, that's really amazing. Now, I know that since we've talked a couple of years ago, you've written six or three books, right? Came out in 2021. And then so you've done quite a bit of work since we've talked.
2: Yeah. In, the la- in fact, in the last two years, I've had um, five books and a booklet come out. Um, and I have two more books possibly three coming out this year. Um, so, yeah, and I think the last time we talked was uh, when my book, Creating the Freelance Career, came out, and that was in 2019, so. Uh, and that was book number eight, and I'm on
1: mm-hmm. 14, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so talk, let's, talk, let's talk about that, and, um, you know, you say that first people explore motivations when you work with clients. So, why is it important to look at that? Is to look at the motivation.
2: Because motivation is what what really drives people and and um it's why people are doing the things that you know matter to them. And so, for example, if a client or a potential client comes to me and says, "I want to write a book," for example, or I want to start a business. But I, the book one is the one, this is the one I hear too too frequently, I think. But wait, I want to write a book. And the first thing I say is, okay, why? What right. is your motivation for writing the book? And in some cases, somebody will say, well, I have the story that I've always wanted to tell. Um, and once in a while, I'll get somebody that says, well, I have this business. And if I write a book, it'll make me an expert, which is a lot of the marketing people tell Mm -hmm. people to write books because it'll Mm -hmm. make them an expert. Um, But then I get maybe 50% of them say, well, I want, I want to make money. That's why I want to write a book. And I, in my role in that, if if you're writing a book to make money or to make yourself rich, I tend to provide the reality check for them Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because there are more than 1.5 million books that have been published in the last year. Um, and the majority of the books published sell fewer than 200 copies a year. Yep. And when yep. I say majority, I'm talking 90% of them. Mm. And ninety, there, there's some statistic that says 92% of them sell fewer than 1,000 copies of the book, wow. uh, of the title, wow. during the yeah. entire lifespan of the book yeah. being published. So if you're deciding that you're going to make yourself rich writing
1: a book, there's plenty of better ways to make yourself money. Um, so that's I think one you of the can say the same I, thing. I think, Jill, you can say the same thing with a podcast. I mean, unless you oh, have 20,000, 30,000 yeah. listeners. Right. I mean, when you get to that point, or unless you can say to a, to a publisher, I've sold 15,000 books on my own, that's a different story. Yes. But, you know, yeah. but that's that's what you have to build up to. And as you said, if you're doing it just for just that reason in the beginning, that's not the right reason. Right. It's more to get the word yeah. out about what you do. Absolutely. And, and so when you look at
2: motivation, you can what's motivating somebody to do something you can tell based on what they claim their motivation is, how well they'll succeed or how well they may even be motivated to start or fi- or start and finish the project. Right. And so that's usually why I ask about motivation.
1: So what are the, the challenges thing. they face? What What do you think are the main challenges in getting what they want?
2: Hey, clients? Um, the main challenges, so I, I think number one, hands down, people have a lot of fears. And they may not even realize that they have fears, but, they'll, you know, you you get people that will say, I've always wanted to do this, right? Write a book or start a business or, you know, travel to Greece or whatever. (laughs) But they talk about it a lot. And many people will talk about the same thing for years and years and years. And you'll hear them say, well, I've always wanted to X. But they never take any steps to get there. Um, and it's usually fear that's holding them back. Well, I, you know, what if I spend the money I don't really have, or if, what if I do this and I fail? And there's all these what ifs that keep them um, from reaching their dreams. So fear is number one. And I, um, I put imposter syndrome in that category as a fear. Um, if you, if your listeners don't know what imposter syndrome is, it's, um, really being afraid that you're going to be found out that you don't have the skills necessary to do yeah. what you've been asked to do or yeah. you're saying you're going to do. Um, and the number two thing besides fear is that we get in our own way and we don't even realize it. And this could be because we have inherent beliefs. We may have conditioning from past things in our lives um, regarding money or success or lack mm-hmm. of confidence. And then the third thing challenge that I see um, is that we don't view every single encounter we have with everyone as a possible opportunity to, to collaborate, to enrich our own lives, to enrich the lives of other people, or to expand our networks. So we go through life kind of like in these blinders where we're just, you know, even if we're at the grocery store or whatever, we're not looking at saying hi to the checkout person or, or somebody that, you know, you're asking to move out of the way to grab something from the frozen foods as a way to engage with people. We're just mm-hmm. looking at it as an obstacle to, you know, going on with our days.
1: Right. So what you're saying is that part of the challenge is not being open, right? Being kind of narrow when you're thinking. As you said, yeah, you know, you might, you might just meet someone. I mean, sometimes I will go to a networking meeting And with no expectation and meet somebody that I reconnect with after years, you just don't know. Absolutely. I mean, and you and I have chatted a little
2: bit about the fact that I had a client and the client called me a few years after we were done and said, I need somebody, you know, who who does podcasts and coaches podcast people. And who do you know? And I immediately thought of you and said, you need to call Mm -hmm. Patricia. So, you never know where, you know, you're going to find your next client. You never know where you're going to find your next opportunity. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And so, before we... We have three more minutes to break, but... So, when we talk about people expanding their networks, you know, it's a little more challenging now, Jill, online. A lot of people, because yeah. we're not going to these networking things as much. Yeah. So, a lot of people are meeting their clients on LinkedIn. I've had a lot of people talk about that. They actually pick mm-hmm. up clients online. I I find that a little more challenging than going to a networking meeting, but people are doing it. The problem is that a lot of people will write to you on LinkedIn and say, hey, let's connect. And it's, it's just so much that it's overloading. It's like, do you really want to connect or you just want my business? So I, I'd like you to chat a little bit about that. We've got a couple of minutes. Okay. Um, yeah, I,
2: I agree with you that it's a little bit more challenging on mine. Um, I have, back when LinkedIn had what was called ProFinder, it's now kind of morphed into something slightly different. But back when they had something called ProFinder, I, I got a lot of clients from ProFinder either for copywriting or consulting or, um, coaching clients. Um, I actually got some ghostwriting clients from that network too. Wow, um, great. but, but I, I think you have to be very, um, particular and discerning also on LinkedIn because there are fake, fake accounts and, you know. Right. I
1: probably right. get
2: six messages from marketers a day, right? <laughs> telling and, you that I they're me and I do too. To make me whatever, and, think, and
1: yeah, I think that's something we yeah. have to look at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's take and a they, quick and break, they, and when we come okay. back, let's talk more about how we position ourselves for success. You know, and okay. um, what are the things that we can do that may be more subtle that we may not think about. So, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, and my guest today is Jill Ferguson, who is an award-winning writer and author of 14 published books. She's a serial entrepreneur, writing, and business coach, and the founder of Women's Wellness Weekends and Creating the Freelance Career. You're listening to, again, Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Stay tuned. We will be right back.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: What are the labels that identify us? Who are we, and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In. Dropping In with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves. Find out about your authenticity by dropping in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time and 8 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
5: Join hosts Navinav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint. Dare to be acquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
0: You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia
1: Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are talking about getting what you want and positioning yourself for success. With my guest Joe Ferguson, who's an award-winning writer, author of fourteen published books, a serial entrepreneur, a writing and business coach, and founder of the Women's Wellness Weekends and the Creating freelance career and she really works with clients to help them understand their motivations overcome their limitations and expand their networks and she's written many books including the 2020 a salary cinderella story how to make more money without a fairy godmother last year she wrote a single cinderella story or how to find love without losing yourself and then another one she wrote is Increase Your Income, Seven Rules for Women Who Want to Make More Money at Work. So these are all things that I think apply to probably all of us in some in one way or another. So welcome back, Jill. Thank you. All right. So what does it mean to be positioned for success? What does it really mean? And um, does it mean different things to different people? Ah, you, you read my notes, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I the
2: first thing that i i really believe what um in what it means to positioning yourself for success determine what success means to you because it's going to mean something different to each person um and the what success means to you may actually change over time um because you may you know believe one thing when you're younger and something else later Um, and in fact, there's a thrive global article this morning about how to create your own success metrics that I found very interesting. Mm. Um, but I, so for success, for some people, it may mean making a certain amount of money, right. Or driving a particular kind of car or living in a certain location or owning multiple homes. Right. Um, or maybe success means, and maybe success, your meaning of success has changed during the pandemics that we've just gone through too, um, but maybe it means that you really want to do work that you love, so it doesn't feel like work in the traditional sense, and that it'll also mean that you have free times to pursue other things. Um, so you can't take steps to be successful until you know what be successful means to you, what your
1: end goal is. Exactly. right yeah that's very interesting because as you as you said for someone it's that big car or big house and for someone else it isn't right for someone yeah. else it mm-hmm. is the network you have or the travel you can do or just the freedom you have to do what you want when you want it so i think that it it really does depend on on your particular motivation well and it can it
2: definitely like i said it can change over time too and i'll, I'll just give you a little personal example Um and i laughed because there was a guy that i dated just for a couple months in high school, well, like, you know, 40 years ago. Um who who uh, reached out to me one day and he said, "Hey, did you ever get that yellow Porsche that you wanted when you were in high school?"
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> and wow.
2: When I was 16, I wanted a yellow Porsche. And and i said to him, "No, i never i never did buy a yellow Porsche." And he's like, "Oh." He's like, "Well, there's still time." And and i said, "Well, yeah, there is still time, but I I don't really care about a yellow Porsche right now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's so interesting. And so you know, yeah, and and then in my twenties, I had a certain dollar amount that was like, oh, I want to make X amount of dollars before I turn thirty. And yeah. you know, I reached that dollar amount, but then it was like, no. And this year, my my version of success this year, it literally for twenty twenty two is that I will only work with clients that I love who love mm. me and want to work with me and I will not, will do no work just for the sake of doing work.
1: Mm. I and, love it. And I, this so is a mantra, people, we, like we should write. This year. Yeah. Now, the yeah. challenge with that, Jill, there is a challenge to that. The challenge yes. is when when you need the money. What happens when you need yes. the money? When you need the money, then maybe success... Is, your definition of success
2: has to include that, right? It, I, it needs to be doing this. But there are ways to figure out... There's plenty of ways to make money, first of all, in the world. Um, and figuring out the ways to make money that fit best within your values... Yes. yes, ...and what you care about.
1: Yeah, very, very true. Yeah, and also what your values are. You know, it was funny. If someone were ta- I was talking with someone when you said that about values... And we were talking and someone said, you know, if I met someone who could give me everything I wanted, right, I'd never have to worry, but said to me, you can no longer do your work. The person said I would never do it. I, would, I wouldn't care if it was a million dollars. My work is so important to me. So that's where the values come in. I think sometimes it's yeah. really important to look at that. Well, and that also tells you not
2: just where the values are, but where the love is. Yes. So it sounds to me like clearly that person loves what they're doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: wouldn't give it up for anything.
1: Right. Because right. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. And I think, and and that brings me to another question. You know, a lot of people Mm -hmm. are just working for the money, right? They go nine to five job, but and there are people that are freelance people like you and me that love what we do. Mm -hmm. Um. But what do you say to people who? really would love to love what they do, but they're also scared of giving up that, that steadiness, right? They know what they're going to get when they get it. What do you say to people who would like to transition into pure love for what they do as well as money?
2: Yeah, so I, I was actually asked by the organization Elevate to do a lunchtime keynote um, address sometime in the middle of the pandemic, and it, w- it was about that. Particular topic, which yeah. was you—you you would really like to work for yourself, but you're employed full time, or maybe you're, uh, you know, headed towards retirement or something, and you're thinking about doing something else, and and how do you transition to owning your own business or doing a side hustle or you know a, a gig mm-hmm. something um, mm-hmm. without being terrified of uh, not making enough to support yourself, and what I what I have told everybody on at that meeting and all of my clients is um, start smaller, do whatever it is you'd like to do as a side hustle in addition mm-hmm. to your full-time thing before and see how it works. And if you actually do like it, because there's a lot of people that think, well, I'd like to work for myself, but then once they get down into the nitty-gritty of it and they realize that they have to be their own, marketing person and business manager and accounting person and all right. the other things that we have to be for our own businesses, sales people, they actually don't like that. They don't like it. And they realize that they're not comfortable in it. And it, it's not uncomfortable in a good way that's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable in a I, I'm hating my life now and I don't want to do this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So again, it's a balance. So start
2: smaller. Yeah. Start right. smaller and, and work on it on the side in the weekends and see how it goes. And see what you feel about it.
1: Yeah, and let's talk a little bit more about the whole idea of freelancing. so I think okay. that's something you've talked about is is just what you just said. You know, how does a freelancer turn that part time gig into the small business? And you're saying do it slow, right? And it's and it is unsteady, so sometimes people feel some pressure there. Yeah. Um, well, there's
2: all kinds of pressure because you're if you're doing something freelance. And it's and it's freelance in a way where you're taking on work with clients as opposed to I want to see if I can become a fiction writer so I'm working on a short story on the side right but things with actual deadlines and people that you have to report to which is what a lot of freelancing is um, but if you're if you're doing something like that start slow and we were before the break, we talked about networking. There are plenty of places to network if you're a freelancer to find work. There's Freelance Success and Freelancing Females, for example, which are two mm. um, pretty established groups online that can help you get gigs. Um, there's also Upwork and Fiverr and all of the gig economy
1: kinds of mm. um, places yeah, that people it- can go to. Do you think that a freelancer needs to think like an entrepreneur? Are they entrepreneurs? Um,
2: there is a slight difference between freelancing and entrepreneur, but many, it, in order to be a successful freelancer, you really have to have some of the same entrepreneurial skills, which is being able to market yourself um, and yeah. you know find steady clients. Um, so yeah, I think there there can be a difference. Like they, you can be a freelancer that, let's say, gets a column in a local newspaper if you're a writer. Or um, in my creating a freelance career bo- book um, that I wrote, there's I have 25 case studies of musicians and um, directors and all different kinds of people doing gig economy kind of work or that are freelancers. And one of them is a cartoonist for mm. the New Yorker and for magazines. Wow. Um, and he and he's he was on the Forbes 30 under 30 list, so he's wow. not very old. Um, <laughs> and you know, he's a true freelancer in the fact that he works for a certain set of publications mm-hmm. and does this thing um, without, you know, really having to set up a business to put himself forward and get constant work all the time because he has steady clients.
1: Which makes a difference. Um, So
2: that's kind of where the difference is between, you know, only freelancing and entrepreneurial freelancing,
1: Mm -hmm. if you will. All right. We're going to take a break in a minute. How can people find you if they're interested in, you know, ghostwriting or if they're interested in just uh, making sure that they position themselves for success?
2: They can email me at Jill, J I L L, at Jill Ferguson, J I L L F E R G U S O N dot com, or they can reach out to me on LinkedIn um, or through the Creating the
1: Freelance Career uh, website or jillferguson.com dot com website. Okay, and then there's the cre- Creating the Freelance Career dot com too, right? There's that one yes. as well. All right, my guest is Jill Ferguson. She's a board winning writer. Author of 14 uh, self-published books, she's a serial entrepreneur, writing and business coach, and founder of the Women's Wellness Weekends and Creating the Freelance Career. She's written many books and a lot on how do we make more money, how do we find love without losing ourselves, how do we, you know, really uh, do what we love and make money doing it, and also be with the people that we love and not lose our our own core so we're going to talk more about that when we come back from the break with joe ferguson and again you can log on to JillFerguson.com. you're listening to the patricia raskin positive living show right here on voiceamerica.com america's voice and we'll be right back
3: on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
0: You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now back to the Patricia
1: Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back to the Patricia Raskin Show. My guest today is Joe Ferguson. She's an award-winning writer and author of 14 published books, Serial Entrepreneur, Writing a Business Coach, and founder of the Women's Wellness Weekends and Creating the Freelance Career. And she's talking today about getting what you want and positioning yourself for success. She's written, as we said, 14 books and her latest book I'd like to talk about is in 2020, a salary Cinderella story or how to make more money without a fairy godmother. Um, Talk a little bit about that book. How do you make more money without a fairy godmother?
2: Um, Well, there's some kind of key tips and tricks to learn. Uh, and the number one way is that uh, you don't make any more money if you don't ask for more money. Um, and that may seem like, well, duh, you know, <laughs> but the thing is, is women in particular, um, we expect people to know what we want and mm-hmm. we expect our hard work to prove that we deserve what we want, but we hesitate to go out there and actually voice what we want. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: And people don't get things just like you don't in your personal life, right? You If you don't ask, if you're, you have a partner and you're talking about where to go eat and you really want something, but you keep asking them, well, where do you want to go eat? Mm-hmm. And
1: they, they,
2: you know, and you let them make decisions. You don't get what you want in life. The same thing with work. You don't get more money yeah. if you don't ask for it.
1: Yeah. You know, you think that would be easy, but it actually isn't so easy for people to really ask for what they want.
2: No, it isn't. And, and one of the other things that, um, that c- helps create this kind of glass ceiling effect in this salary disparity between men and women is that when women are offered a new job or, or a new role, we tend not to negotiate the um, offer, and um. men traditionally do. Um, and so if you don't ask for more going into something, even if you're getting raises, you're still behind. Um, and so the, those are, you know, it, we, we feel bad sometimes. Like we, we think that we're hurting a personal relationship, even if it's a professional relationship, like, oh, they're going to look bad at me if I'm at, acting like I'm not satisfied <laughs> with their offer. But actually, um, it, boosts your level of negotiation skills in the business's eyes and in the HR world's eyes and the management eyes. Like, Oh, well, if she's going to ask for this or trying to negotiate for this, then she has better negotiation skills, which will serve us as a company better. And as a team, no
1: men um, who are
2: like
1: it, that, uh, but if you're self-employed too, that same, thing. I also, I also know men that are like that, Jill, that are just, they won't ask. They'll think it's presumptuous to ask. I mean, it's yeah. not just women.
2: No, uh, it isn't. It isn't. Um, I agree with you that it's not just women. But um, women tend, statistically, they tend to do it less than men. Advocate for yes.
1: themselves. Yes, yes, yes. So it, it's really, as you're saying, it's part of speaking up, knowing what you're worth, and that's the other question, is how do you talk about what you're worth when you may be a little nervous? Like you, you want to say what your fee is, you're not sure. I mean, people flounder in this area. What would you say there?
2: Yeah, so um, you need to have enough information going in that you understand what the going rate for things are, and then you build a business case. Because if you are an employee and you want more money, let's say because your you know, kid's schooling went up or you need a new car or whatever, um, you, your business doesn't care, really. I mean, yes, maybe they sort of care about you, but they don't really care that you need those things. So mm-hmm. you're, what you talk about is you talk about the value that you've brought to everything that you've done to this point and the value that they can expect going forward. Um, so it's, it's the past plus future contributions. And if you're or expected future contributions, and if you um, are self-employed and you set your own rates, right? I, one of the questions I get a lot is, well, I have to raise my rates and I'm not quite sure how to do this. Um, what do you say to people? And can they, well, I said, you, you build a business case again, right? My, mm-hmm. my esthetician is a good example of this. Um, the woman who does my fa- facials, she, during the pandemic, the prices for all of her stuff that she uses to do facials went up more than 25%, mm. rubber
1: gloves,
2: all that stuff. Mm. And, she's, and she hasn't raised her prices in seven years. Mm-hmm. And she she came to me and she said, I, I, I don't know what to do. And I said, you write, a, write an email, a nicely worded mm-hmm. email. I said, also mm-hmm. put it on your social media and explain right. that your costs have increased and you've, you know, that you, mm-hmm. So, in turn, you have to charge new prices.
1: Mm-hmm. I said,
2: your, your customers are going to understand.
1: Right. We all get and what happened, it. by the way? What happened?
2: Oh, she raised her prices and everybody's fine. She didn't lose any clients. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. she was so yeah. frightened to do that, right? Because it feels like, oh, I just... But yet, she was... For months, there was months that went by where she ate all of that extra cost herself.
1: Mm -hmm. And so she wasn't having enough money. Yeah. 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 I think it's a very, very good point. And I think, you know, I think that, as you said, people get nervous. It's interesting. You said I was thinking about there's probably a store where you are, but there's a store called the dollar store. And finally, after years, they went up to $1.25. And I went in there one day. I, I buy some of my paper goods there. And I said to them, you know, have you lost anybody? And they said, absolutely not they said it's still a bargain coming in here. So, you know, yeah. I mean, they were strategic about it, but they're just as busy as they've ever been. So,
2: yeah, and if you think about it um, from that from the viewpoint of what you just said, like have you lost anybody, is it is way more cost intensive for companies to hire new employees and to train them. Mm-hmm. And if you're yeah. in a, if you're a self-employed individual who's been working with a company for, or even individuals for a long period of time, it's a lot more energy for them to go out and find other people and you, you know, have to learn the system basically again and get to know mm-hmm. know people mm-hmm. and trust them and know that they're, what they're worth. Plus, everybody else's prices have gone up anyway over the time. So you're still That's not fair. getting yeah, everybody's still getting exactly what they need. Um, and so you, this, when we don't ask for what we want um, and what we need, we, we don't get it. start having this negative
1: energy thing with our own selves where we start yeah. feeling bad about ourselves and yeah. like we're not worth as much. Well, and I think you can relate that to relationships, too. When you're not getting your needs met and you just kind of, you know, take it in and just swallow mm-hmm. it and don't say anything, same thing. You start getting resentful cuz you feel like yeah. you're not being recognized or you're not being heard. I think it's a very similar thing in relationships as well. Yeah, you know, you're not you don't feel worthy. You don't feel like you're yeah. you're getting the worth. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little more about this increasing your income, the seven rules for women who want to make more money at work. We've got about 4 minutes to the next break. So, okay. what are some of those rules?
2: Um well the, the rule number 1 is the exact same uh, that uh maybe it's not number one wait there's also- real number one in if you open the book it says it's it's business it's not personal mm-hmm. um, but it's also it infused in that is that you actually need to open your mouth and ask <laughs> things well, this is what um, you've been saying yeah absolutely and and so um and The other rules in the increase your income book are that you need to be confident that you deserve a raise, that you need to be able to build a business case, that you have to be able to work with your boss because people think their boss is sometimes the enemy in this and it isn't, that the boss actually doesn't want to have to replace you. (laughs) Um, And then to ask for what you want, respond positively no matter what the answer is. And remember that no, if you get a no, or it doesn't mean no for forever, it just means no for right now. And I need to say that I co-authored this book and the Cinderella Books with Laura C. Brown, and she's a fabulous friend of mine, and we've worked together on books since the early 2000s. Um, And it helps to have a co-creator in things
1: because you can bounce ideas off of each other and ladder on the ideas. Sounds like a lot of this... A lot of this is self confidence, knowing your worth, and kind of being able to break through those stereotypes of women are quiet; they don't speak up, you know, don't stand up for what you. You'll be looked at as too pushy. I mean, a lot of us mm-hmm. in the older generations, you know, baby boomers, people who are older, were brought up that way. You know, don't speak out, don't say too much, yeah. don't be pushy, and so that that stays with us. And I think, as you said, yeah. it can it can you know not help us when we're in business.
2: Absolutely. And this is the thing that we talked about at the very, very beginning whenever you asked about the challenges and I said that um, we get in our own ways and we don't even realize it because of inherent beliefs or conditioning that we have or lack of confidence that is inherent to us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Tell people how they can find you. We're going to take another break and then we'll come back and talk more about how we can get what we want in life personally and professionally. So how can people find you again, Jill?
2: You can find me at Jillferguson.com or um or creating the dot com or you can email me at Jill at
1: Jillferguson dot com. Great. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Um, You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, and my guest is Jill Ferguson. She's an award-winning writer and author of 14 published books, a serial entrepreneur, writing and business coach, and founder of the Women's Wellness Weekends, and creating the freelance career. And the books we're talking about today are the 2020, A Salary Cinderella Story, or How to Make More Money Without a Fairy Godmother, and last year's A Single Cinderella Story, or How to Find Love Without Losing Yourself, and Increase income seven rules for women who want to make more money at work we'll talk more about that right after the break stay tuned i'm patricia raskin we'll, we'll be right back
5: follow us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn Listen for Go to Health Radio. Tune into 45 Forward. Monday's at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time, the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com
0: You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com.
1: Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hello, everyone, and we are back, and we are talking to my terrific guest, Who is Jill Ferguson and we're talking about getting what you want and positioning yourself for success particularly as a woman. Um, Jill Ferguson is an award-winning writer. She's the author of 14 published books. She's a serial entrepreneur, a writing and business coach and founder of the Women's Wellness Weekends and creating the freelance career. We're talking about several of the books that she's written that are very much about how to get what you need, how to get the money that you want at work, how to get the relationship that you want. So Jill, Share with us a success story, someone that you worked with that you really saw a difference between the beginning of working with them and then when you completed.
2: So I I uh, have a bunch of success stories from clients, but actually the success story I want to uh, share has to do with my youngest stepson because it this is a success story that came from a very unexpected place um, for me. Which was so he he knows that I've written these books and he and you know it's kind of how this you model behavior and you don't even realize that you're modeling the behavior <laughs> for somebody else to notice. Um, but the books we've talked about are mainly written for women, um, but he decided to read them on his own. And he's um, twenty, let's see, twenty three. You know, he'll be twenty three this year. He's twenty two, right now. Um, and he's been out of university for two years um, since he graduated. But and he, t- and he while he was at, at university, um, he got offered a full-time job in March of the year he was graduating. And he right away said to me, well, they're offering me this much, but I'm going to ask them for more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I said, okay. And um, so he did. And he started, and he didn't get as much money for starting as he wanted to. Um, But, you know, he's fresh out of college with not tons of work experience. And um, in the years that he's been there, so we're now on two and a half years, um, he has asked for promotions twice. And he's asked for raises at least twice, maybe three times. Um, And each of the times that he's done so, he's written letters to his boss and had sit down conversations with his boss. And he sent me either before or after the fact, what he sent them, but it's all based on the stuff that, um, Laura Brown and I teach in our books. And, um, to the point where this last time he said to his boss, he said, I noticed that your workloads increased a whole lot. And I think I can help you with this one area if you need it taken off your plate. And he's like, so, Would you like, you know, is there a way that we can work together to do this so that everybody's successful? And so he did that again and he told the, of course, the bosses were like, well, you know, what, do you want, what do you want to do this if we split it up this way? And he told them and, um, he, so from the time he has started his job until now, his salary has increased 83%. Um, wow. Fully based on the work oh. he's been doing. Plus, he's gotten two raises. And in one of the raises, he you know, one of the times where he, or two promotions, and one of the promotions, he had asked them, he said, well, I, you know, I would like to do this and um, be promoted to this. And they said, well, we think you need a little bit more training. And he said, okay. So he went out and did a project management certificate with um, Google And did it online during the pandemic and, you know, Mm. got the promotion within a few weeks. Mm. And, um, yeah, and so, I I mean, I've watched it. And even when we always tell people to ask for what you really, really want. And because that way, even if it seems like a big number and they offer you a little bit less, you still get way more than you would have if you asked for something, you know, small because you're scared. And so he's done that. He asked this last time, uh, which was a month ago. He asked for a big number and, um, it, for a raise and they met him partway from to that. But uh-huh. he said to me, it's way more money than I would have had if I didn't. Thousands of dollars more. Uh-huh. So yeah. And, and, so and that but, to but me but was just I amazing. Think-
1: but I think the point here is that he followed directions, you know, he, he kind of, he took the advice he had from his publicist and from the people mm-hmm. who were guiding him, and he was focused, right? Yeah, absolutely.
2: And, and he, you know, he took the lessons to heart, and he wasn't afraid to just put it out there and see what would happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, and, that's, and so taking advantage of opportunities and looking for places where there can be opportunities, um, right. it, it's just, you know, yeah. that, that's the part where a lot of people miss it because we just so go let, through and we don't pay attention to the opportunities.
1: And sometimes they're small and you have to keep coming back and, you know, and, and not giving up. That's the other thing and staying with it. You know, yeah. being uh, being persistent. So, so, what would be your closing thoughts? How would you like to? What is the message you want to leave our listeners today about getting what they want in their personal life and their professional life?
2: So, uh, one quick little thing about the the opportunities and taking advantage of them. Um, A few years ago, I was at, asked in a women's writing online writing group, somebody was looking for who has wor- worked with co-authors before. And I would like advice about that. And I responded to this woman in Australia um, saying, I have, and I'm happy to have you pick my brain or, you know, share the knowledge that I have in it. And um, she, we had some meetings where she picked my brain and then she actually ended up asking me to co-author the book she was writing, already writing with her. Um, and so one of the books that we haven't mentioned of mine that came out last year is called The Advocates. Um, women Within the Australian Environmental Movement, and it was published by Melbourne University Press last September. Um, and that whole thing came about only because I stayed open and this opportunity presented itself because I was open. Um, and that's mm-hmm. the point that I'd like to leave people with, is that we we stop ourselves so often because we're not open or we don't look for opportunities and things. And if we just keep an open, you know, energy and an open countenance um, and say yes to things that come our way, um, we would number one, I think be a whole lot happier. And number two, we would be a lot more successful.
1: Absolutely. I really want to thank you again. And Jill, people can find you on Jill. Ferguson.com or is it Jill L. Ferguson.com? no it's jillferguson.com and okay. um though you're right i do
2: use the l when i write um so okay. it, all of if you anybody I'll wants to look that. at any of my books or short stories on amazon it's jill l ferguson
1: okay jill thanks so much for being on the program it was it was great to have you on really thank you very much all right I appreciate stay on it. for a minute Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Um, To find out more about my guests and who's on every week, uh, I can send you or put you on my newsletter list. Write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. If you're also thinking of getting your message out through a podcast, which is what I've been doing for many decades, I'd be happy to help you. I do podcast coaching and training. Again, contact me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. And uh, if you'd like to find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.